welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive podcast where we give powers to a name. It is episode 10. We've done it. We can quit while we're ahead. We don't need to do any more. We've reached double figures. The best amount of figures. Whoa. We've not gone too far that we've outstayed our welcome. We've gone far enough so that we've established who we are, what we do. We've left our legacy. We can just bang out now. We now have the Simple. same amount of episodes as like a season of Game of Thrones. If, if someone's right? listened to all of our episodes, then they've used their time, 10 hours of their time. More wiser, or increasingly more, more wise, more wisely than watching that, that TV show that everyone else is watching. Look, you don't need that. You don't need all the merchandise. You don't need all that, that gumph. You need all of our merchandise. Yeah. Yes. You want to be underground. You want some of Jade's beautiful art. No, no, no. So, your... you know, while we're talking about merch, uh, the new sidetrack plushie is coming out oh. next week. Uh... I was going to talk oh. about the uh, the proof of concept I've been doing for a sidetrack scarf. <laughs> oh, no. <sighs> See, L- I'm more... Little remote control sidetrack that goes around yeah. on rails. You, you just Sca- buy the rails. Scale sidetrack. Yeah, yeah. And you can just place them all around your place, your house, your flat, whatever. I'm more into it if it can make us money. That's the only time I'll accept sidetrack. If he's a, a our cash cow, our cash dog. He pays for himself. He, he runs on, on profits. No, if you're looking for cash cow, he's one of the other members of the Pet Avengers. Pet regulars, even. <laughs> well, that's canon now. <laughs> cash cow, ducky, and sidetrack. What a team. Oh. Cash cow is the sidekick <laughs> oh. of money bags. There we go. It... It all works together. See, this is what 10 episodes of experience does to you. Yep. What a multiverse we've got. Mm-hmm. Again, Game of Thrones, like you got all those novels. <laughs> all, all we need is 10 episodes, matey. That's all we need. Right. All right. Joshua. What, Joshua. Oh, I, I've, what, what have I been reading? Is that what you're going to ask? Ask me what... You've been no. reading. <laughs> what, what have you been reading, Dean? Joshua, ask me what I've been reading. And I'm going to give you an answer you've been waiting for. For a long time. Oh. Do you want to take a guess at what I've been reading? There are so many things that I've recommended to you <laughs> and kind of forced upon you that I actually have no idea what it could be. Wait, is it what? Sheriff of Babylon? So this week I've been reading Sheriff of Babylon oh. by writer Tom King and artist Mitchell Gerrards and holy crap. Yes. Turns out Josh has good taste. <laughs> he does. <gasps> so to give you the lowdown... It's um, set in the 2003 Iraqi war. And it's about um, a... Is he a police officer, Christopher? Yeah, he's, n- he's now training um, like the new Iraq police, effectively, at this point. Yeah, during the, uh, the conflict. And one of his uh, trainees gets shot in the middle of the green zone. And the, the conflict is about his investigation to try and discover who shot him and why he was murdered, etc., etc. And uh, amongst that, he he asks for help from uh, a local political leader who has fingers in a lot of pies and she's constantly doing favours for both the Iraqis and the Americans and various other leaders. And she hooks Christopher up with an old, uh, old Iraqi police officer who helps him with his investigation and sort of guides him not so much through the world, but sort of through current Iraqi society. I think that'd be a good description of it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I'll be honest, it's been a short time since recording the last episode, so I've only got through 
uh, two of the, I think, four or five chapters in the uh, first Ooh. trade edition. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. I, I've I've been bad. I do uh, I do apologize. I don't even think you've got to my favorite issue yet. I tell you what, though, the first the first chapter does such a bang up job as <laughs> an example of how hey. to use uh, of how to use the the comic form in really cool creative ways in order to sort of tell a story that is unique to comics. You know, for example, you have the the, the little things of each. Each gunshot is its own panel with just like the words bang in the center of it, which uh, gives it that impact as sort of not just a big flashy Hollywood thing, but just like almost like an erasure of light. And it's genius. It's so good in what it does. And the art, Mitch does an incredible job. It almost looks like it's been taken out of the desert itself. It's got these like really cool khaki sandy tones, which are just everywhere. And holy crap, I'm surprised about how it tells a war story without war. Yes. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not soldiers in a battlefield. It's not people being run run down by machine gun fire. It's it's an investigation that happens to take place in a war zone. And I cannot recommend it enough. After only two chapters, dude, like yeah. solid recommendation. I'm I'm so glad Thank that you, not only have you read it but this is the first I've actually heard your opinion on it. So I'm like, I'm, I'm very happy. Have I pleased you? I, I am pleased. See, uh, I was not interested all the way through that uh, recommendation purely because it just doesn't sound like something I'd be into until you said the words, it's an investigation that just happens to happen in a war zone. That, Mm. for some reason, just that has piqued my interest. It's not a war story. Yeah. It just happens to take place in a very recent war that I guess we have a little bit of first-hand um, exposure to that's interesting jade well volunteered oh <laughs> give me the goods give me uh, them goods well i'm actually kind of continuing along i guess a similar vein um i've been reading a book that i've been putting off reading and the author is probably gonna be upset that i'm saying that because i was really quick to kind of buy it when i met her at a con recently mm. um you know i was really eager to get it because i love her work but the content of this book, the mm, the main endorsement on the cover is a parable for the Trump era. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I was a bit off put because there's just so much going on at the moment. I, was just, I don't have the mental capacity to deal with yet another bit of darkness, you know? Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 finally, I know what you mean. Yeah, I finally bit the bullet and went, no, I want to read this because I know it's going to be good. So I read Livestock by Hannah Berry. <laughs> which is a self-contained graphic novel published by Jonathan Cape. Um, and it's it's a gorgeous book. Um, Hannah's very talented. Her artwork is this kind of uh, harsh watercolour. That's, that's the best way yeah. I can put it, I guess. Um, like it's not kind of your, you know, delicate, very sweet kind of watercolours. She uses them in a very clever way with kind of harsh lighting and stuff to set up some really kind of grim atmospheres. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about what it's about. The public in Britain are crying out against this legislation that's allowing for the potential of human cloning. Mm-hmm. And they've not realized that the British government has secretly already succeeded and been doing it for years. All right. And it's a really dark but funny story about the government controlling these cloned celebrities and kind of setting up everything to do with celebrity culture so like every 
kind of catfight every argument about who's wearing what dress. It's it's just clones arguing with clones and it's all scripted and everything's fake and bullshit in order to endorse whatever the government needs to be endorsed. That does sound like a very, shall we say, modern style, modern take on society at the moment. Very relevant, yeah. And what's yes. what I think is the most clever thing about this book is... It starts and ends and is interspersed with these really well put together um, web pages. So like just a full splash page, but it's like you're looking at a web news page. You know those really kind of shitty scroll ones that are full of ads? Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's got like, oh, um, skincare makes you fat, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's, you know, it's so funny and satirical. She's really good at writing these really witty kind of article headlines and things that are just subtle, well, not subtle, just really good jabs at society and kind of the shithole that we're in right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it. Despite how dark it is, it's it's grimly funny, so I really enjoyed it. Well, Hannah, Hannah, if you're listening, we appreciate every last page. We are behind you 100%. Yeah, because they're amazing. So... We've been reading two very dark ones. What about you, Josh? Please, lighten the mood, please. <laughs> um, oh. uh, I think we're going not really tragic again. Uh-oh. Oh, no more tragedy. This week, um, I've been reading uh, Monstrous by Marjorie Lou and uh, Sana Takeda. Oh, and to clarify, that's monstrous as in, like, mistress monstrous, not monstrous as in monstrosity. Yes, M O N. S-T-R-E-S-S. Cool. Okay. What's Monstrous about? Kind of um, quite magical in a way, but it's quite grisly. Ooh. It seems to be about like dealing with demons, both physically and um, mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's all kind of art deco and a bit steampunky. The, um, the art on this is so like rich and... Okay. Yeah, I think rich is probably the best word for it. It is such a beautiful looking comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just flicking through these pages now, and it is. He's literally looking at it. I'm literally looking at it. I'm literally reading a comic. We're trying to record a podcast. This <laughs> one. Come on. Um, it's all about kind of um, cataclysmic wars and uh, between humans and kind of hybrid animal people. Mm-hmm. So it's like little kids with like two uh, fox tails, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it is just remarkable. Really, I still Ooh. like the first volume is really quite a thick book for a first volume, and it just takes so okay. long because it is so there's so much to pour over, and it's mm. really like grisly and quite horrific, but it's all told quite beautifully. Excellent. That sounds like a, a quality suggestion, a quality piece of inspiration, and we'll be sure to post excerpts and a little bit more thought of these comics on Wednesdays on our Twitter feed at BBR underscore podcast because, well, we could describe it as eloquently and loquaciously as we possibly could, but they're visual things, aren't they? So, <laughs> at BBR underscore podcast. So, we are here to make a superhero. Mm. Uh, before we get into that, though, let us explain how you can help us make a superhero, folks. So, iTunes reviews, let me tell you about them. They're pretty important to young aspiring podcasters such as ourselves. If you leave us an iTunes review, we will use your name to help generate one of our superheroes that we will just pour over every last detail on the show, create them entirely from scratch and give them a whole story. And guess what, guys? What? 
we do have a review name for us today. Ooh. Yeah, boy. So, I would like to give a massive thanks to the final Pam. Thank you very much. <laughs> the final Pam. The, the, the final Pam. She, the final she Pam. blessed us. I mean, ruined us with her presence. As you can probably tell, we're also McElroy fans too. <laughs> Thank you so much for your review. We're going to use your name to generate one of our our here superheroes. That's you want actually to get incredible. To it? It's it's incredible. It's remarkable, and I don't know if we can live up to Pam and her uh, world-ending powers, but we'll give it a darn good shot. All right. So last week, last episode, we went a little bit cartoony, didn't we? And Did we? Considering the it was basically BoJack meets Hannibal, I think that's quite dark. Well, we we had fish people, didn't we? Yeah. And I I kept banging on about Nickelodeon and all that junk. Oh, okay. But I kind of want to kill that trope. I want to kill cartoons. Oh no. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna murder them this episode. No. So I got uh, an- another image macro. You might have seen it floating around on Tumblr, I believe. Okay. It's called Professor Poopy Pants Pocket Sized Name Changeo Chart Two Thousand. God, that's gonna be one hell of a title for this episode. Oof. Yeah, we're gonna hit. Every last <laughs> SEO out there. I wonder if there's going to be like a character limit on that. I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to just call it episode 10, Professor Poopy Pants. That would that be awful, awesome, <laughs> yeah. Explain a bit about this this macro. Uh, there's a little image of like a tiny cartoon clown on here. So it, I think it's supposed to come up with clown names. Uh, to give you an example, my own name here would be uh, Gidget Banana Tushy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the kind of shit we're dealing with here. Like... Full on wacky, cartoony, almost like kitschy style names. Hmm. And the final Pam, we're going to fucking shove your name through this and pick up all like the nicely shaped Play Doh at the end of it and see what we can turn it into. Oh, cool. It's spaghetti. <laughs> oh, it's a star shaped thing. It's, like, it's going to be like that clown meat you can buy in shops, isn't it? That's, that's what's going to get pushed through. Okay. Cl- clown meat? Have you not seen that? I was trying to like Billy Bear kind of stuff. Yeah. It, okay. I, I don't know why you make meat into that kind of shape. If you struggle to get your children eating meat, then just cook it better, I guess. Anyway. Uh, enough enough about the uh, the cooking habits of uh, Billy Bear Ham. Hmm. Uh, the final Pam. T-F-M-P are the letters we're going to use. So, uh, T is falafel. Right. Cool. Uh, falafel barf. Oh, oh. Please, uh, TP, uh, TFMP. So, falafel, bath, biscuits. Falafel, falafel bath, bath biscuits. biscuits. Oh boy. Um, so, who is falafel, bath, biscuits, guys? Well, I'm gonna come right out and say that bath is a middle name and perhaps doesn't need to be their, you know, their, their commonly used name. You're immediately trying to get rid of the, uh, <laughs> the, middle child of this name no 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 i'm just piece. saying that falafel biscuits sounds like more of a you know um maybe an american or canadian name but bath is very kind of european mm. falafel biscuits sounds like a pet name you know it sounds like a steed or something it, it sounds it a bit sound like, like a someone who's trying to swear but not quite oh oh, oh. falafel biscuits <laughs> <laughs> Like a cartoon cowboy or something. Mm. Okay, in which case, I'm gonna try and try and spin something from that. Okay. Ca- 
I know you want to kind of kill cartoons, but can we have some sort of child-friendly hero? Yes, we can have a child-friendly hero. I know I try to kill cartoons. Maybe uh, my sights were set on the wrong target. Can, can we try and do something like The Punisher, but who is also teaching them their ABCs, that kind of... Oh, that, so that, we're going like... That's the kind of tone I'm going, maybe. Holy... This is a, a bold new direction for us. You know, we've been hitting that Marvel Marvel demographic for so long that we kind of forgot about our younger our younger listeners. You got this from Falafel Biscuits? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay. well, we were going to use Bath, but I guess you, you are entirely against the idea. No, no, I'm saying it's a middle name. Like, it's not... Part- I don't go around saying, Hi, I'm Jade Bleep 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 Sarsen. But it's a superhero name. That's the thing. Right, and like, superhero names don't tend to be super long, unless the middle name is The. Is there any superhero that has a triple barrel name? Cloak and Dagger, but that's an and. And those are, and those are two that's a That's a pair, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Maybe you're right. Maybe in order for us to make this superhero successful, we can't have a triple barrel name. We can come back to it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. as a focus, maybe Falafel Biscuits is a better starting point. What is Falafel? It's kind it's of a- like... It's like chickpeas and stuff, isn't it? I is it it's not Italian food. I don't know what it is. I don't want to. I don't want to do like I did with um, Supreme Eyebrow and just pretend I know what threading is. So I'm going to look up what a falafel is. Falafel is a deep fried ball, donut, oh, or patty made from ground chickpeas, fava beans, or both. Huh. I thought okay. So. How can we work that into our superhero? <laughs> Maybe they're like uh, they work in like one of those food trucks, right? You know, like the the ones um, you see a lot in uh, Los Angeles and in various tourist spots. They poison that's food. How they, what? They poison food. That's their superpower. That's not a child-friendly superpower. They make food toxic and their worst food is the falafel biscuit, which is just... Just sounds like a really dry falafel, which is what no one wants. Yeah. yeah. Or, or it's biscuits with like... They look like chocolate chips, but it turns out they're like chickpeas. Oh, oh maybe... That is a right, true supervillain right. right there. I didn't mean to make a supervillain. I just oh, thought it was a good power. I'm sorry you have. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe their power is all about grossing people out. Maybe they're one of those weird kid shows that like revels in like being dirty and filthy. Oh, you know, yeah, the kind. yeah. Like, like Funhouse and all that kind of shit. Which is a thing for some reason. I don't know why. Like, is it just like the whole subversion thing? It's like, hey, kids, I know how much, how much you hate baths. Don't and be smelly, and that's a, a form of entertainment. You've done oh, it, no. Dean. You've J- done Jade's it. got the uh, the Josh uh, realization. But but time. Dean allowed me to have the realization. <laughs> You've just mentioned the other word. <gasps> what? Baths. So baths? Ma- yeah yeah, bath is the other name. So uh, falafel biscuit is a hit with kids with their with their show with the way they save oh. people with their grossness. But yeah. the kids find out that their middle name is Bath and that has to be significant for some reason and turn the kids off of this TV personality. Oh, no. Have we got like a like a Krusty the Clown situation? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's probably quite a good analogy for it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Stop. Full stop. Okay. We're, we're sort of edging away from superhero territory now. Okay, can I... Let, let me try and rein it back in for you then. Go on. All right, let's do it. How about something where they're trying to teach kids about road safety, but the way uh-huh. they do it is by blowing out someone's tires with a shotgun. 
Jesus, this sure. is a diversion. <laughs> so, so, something, uh-huh. something similar to that kind of thing. So, you know, they're teaching kids like how to be safe and all this kind of stuff, but the way they're going about it is totally silly. Like, audacious. Yeah. So maybe they're all like, hey, kids, don't forget to cook your food really well or else it'll look like this. And it shows one of those falafel biscuits. biscuits yeah. And it's just horrific. And they're like, ew, falafel biscuits. So that's their first thing that they do for these kids. And the kids just keep referring to them as falafel biscuit after that. No one knows their real name because the kids are our view into the story. Like the story Ooh. is told from the perspective of the children. Yeah, maybe it could be one of those deals where it's told from the perspective of children, and so the world kind of looks very cartoony <laughs> and bubbly, and you have that kind of thing going on. Mm. But like me, okay, right? We're we're going back to killing cartoons. Here's how we're gonna kill cartoons. Okay. Jade Sarson, Josh Randall, Demon Knight has this idea where the whole world is seen through like this childish like visage, mm-hmm. but then. It, it's been a little bit done, but maybe quite violent things can happen, but they're not like overtly violent, maybe. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the, the, the shows where it's like, yeah, there's there's ketchup blasting out of his eyes. And of course, that's analogous to a man bleeding profusely out of his sockets. Is there something there? Is there something here? Maybe. I was just, I, I have an idea for something else. Go on. Maybe we can come back to this. Um, mm. I think maybe Falafel Biscuit in their teaching persona does like a lot of gross things. And so this yeah. is why they're appealing to kids. Like, mm. the, yeah, they can do like a lot of violent things as well. And like te- other don't... teachers don't approve of it because they're like, that's that's a bit much, don't you think? And Falafel Biscuit's like, nah, it helps teach the kids. But what I'm thinking is that the real nature of their superheroics is... The bath aspect. Maybe they're cleaning up the streets. I like the gross idea better. I just, I was grabbing at straws with the violence thing. Could they be like a TV chef? Children's TV chef. Yeah. Who has a live studio audience Mm -hmm. and uses that not only as a form of charity in order to inject entertainment into these kids' lives. Judge, jury, and executioner. I mean, we're not killing oh. kids here, Josh. That's not where I was <laughs> going no, with no, that. No, no, they bring on criminals that people don't know are criminals and they have the kids judge them. Oh, my God. What do you think, guys? Do you think... Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, some kind of situation where... you know, the kind of do, Shall like, we okay, put this kid in the oven? Yeah! <laughs> but it won't be a kid. Like, once again, no, no child No, no, him. Yeah, no child harm. No. Well, we're talking about, no, like, no. a bank robber getting brought in. Well, like, yeah, like but the... I'm thinking less obvious criminals. So, like... Uh, well, see, my original idea was to bring on kids who were the victims of crimes. Okay. And so Falafel Biscuit can be all like, oh, you seem sad during the episode. Why are you so sad? Woo-hoo. And the kid would be like, oh, um, there's a nasty man who lives in my apartment block and he uh, comes in and he shouts at my mummy and my daddy. And then Falafel Biscuit would be like, don't worry, kid, I'm on the case. No, Falafel Biscuit, you're doing too obvious. Falafel Biscuit would be like, and here he is now. And he steps out to applause and and then turns it around on on this criminal. Ooh. Or maybe Falafel Biscuit could also do like home visits as well. Okay. I was so going like, to say school visits because that would be... Oh, dude, dude Falafel Biscuit is a, a man or woman or anything on the go. Mm-hmm. Right, so there, we, we need a case study. Let's take this case study of 
let's say this kid's being bullied at school. Okay. Simple, like, first issue shit. Kid's being bullied at school. He is lucky enough to go to a, a viewing of the episode. He's in the audience. He's he's sad throughout it because the, the bully's there in the audience as well. Falafel Biscuit picks up on this, goes and schmoozes with the crowd and says, oh, what's going on, kid? And the kids are like, I'm fine. And he's always looking over at this um this bigger kid. And of course, Falafel Biscuit's old enough and wise enough to know shit when he sees shit. And so cut to after the episode's been shot, he arrives in the school and, be, and he's all like, whoa, what up, kids? I'm Falafel Biscuit. Surprise! And the teacher's like, what? What is he doing here? I guess. I mean, it's a, a, an afternoon off for me. I'm going out for a smoke. Falafel Biscuit then proceeds to punish the bully in some way that isn't 100% vicious, but is enough to sort of nudge him off this kid's case and nudge them back on track. Can, can you kind of use like, yeah, like some sort of like weird kind of pranky kind of slapstick? Yes. And it's a, yeah, so we're, we're, let's kind of make Fluffle Biscuit a bit more pure, shall we? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think so. Okay. I mean, he's a children's entertainer. We can't have him being like Grimdark or... At least um, during the day. Oh, no. <laughs> then he turns into <laughs> Bath Biscuit during night. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's no, not. No, I don't think we can work that somehow. No, I do like this idea of a children's entertainer being a superhero, though, because weirdly enough, a lot of superheroes are geared towards like an older audience. Mm. Oh, there was some. There's some like really weird B movie, and the guy who directed it, created it, wrote it, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, was so focused on the idea of a superhero who saves kids and a superhero for kids. And that's why he wanted to make this project. Unfortunately for him, his superhero kind of looked like Black Panther and looked intimidating <laughs> as hell, which is not the way he designed a superhero for kids. Um, but I like I like this idea, actually. I'm on board with the themes of this one. What do you think, Jade? Can he be a trans man who previously, many years ago, so like in, in older age, I'm thinking mm-hmm. 40s. Mm-hmm. Um, yes late 40s is when they finally hit their success as falafel biscuit previously they were a teacher when they were a woman Mm -hmm. and they saw a lot of issues with kids that they couldn't handle as a teacher because of all the restrictions and rules and codes that you have to follow yeah and part of their transition aside from embracing who they are as a man and this silly wacky gross personality that mm-hmm. they really wanted to be. They also step outside of being, you know, a government-controlled teacher so they can actually fix the kids' problems however they see fit. Yes, we can have that. That sounds like a very good backstory for this character. Cool. Just to reiterate, their uh, transition is not only for the for the superhero persona, but, like, themselves personally. Yes. Just to be absolutely clear on that. Mm-hmm. Falafel Biscuit is an old teacher... Maybe they're a little bit more unhinged than we'd like them to be. If they've been cooped up as a teacher for so long, they're going to break out a little bit harder than uh, might be initially obvious. Mm. If you know what I mean. Like yeah. sort of hitting back just a little bit harder. Maybe maybe we can use this character as a, a way to voice our own concerns about the treatment of children in uh, schools and how sometimes their views and their concerns can be overlooked in 
favor for statistics and whatnot.、Mm. Not saying that I have those、yeah. kinds of views, but、uh, use this comic as a mouthpiece for that kind of thing, if we so choose. Falafel just drags in an Ofsted person. <laughs> to, <laughs> to Stop、break. touching our kids. Just say <laughs> you say that you joke about that, but I think we could have like an Ofsted, an Ofsted、um, arc. Imagine <laughs> an、um, arc. Good. No,、Off、I like this.、Arc. Roll with it. Go on. Right. Fucking. I'm into this character now. We 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 nailed it. Thank you, the final Pam, for blessing us. Can I, I just say though? I think I still feel I don't quite understand exactly how they solve problems. Like that's true. Should, shall、I、we try and get? Yeah, a, I don't really get how they. Should we go back to our case study? Maybe. Yeah. How how do they fix a problem? Maybe. Hmm. Or rather, how well, do they save someone as a hero? That's the most important question. How、hmm. do they save someone? This character's problem solving is less to do with brute force and、um, overpowering people, but more about one understanding, two empathy, and three sympathy. And four subtle gonna... humiliation. Yes. 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 Exactly. We can't be violent with this comic. Absolutely、no. not. How about like get your own back, Gunjun style? Yeah, I was going to say, when are we going to bring up like? To the slime pit, kind of、yeah. repercussions. See, I'm I hesitate to go that far because I know being humiliated as a kid is a surefire way to turn that kid into a supervillain. Oh, I'm not talking about kids. I'm talking about some of their adult victims. That's fine. Then we can humiliate adults all we want. Good. They're emotionally prepared to <laughs> yeah, yeah, have yeah. that happen to them. Although I will say, if someone gunged me, I'll be fucking devastated. <laughs> I won't let that happen then. So、Please. back to our case study. Offset, right? Check this out. There's another taping, right? Well, this is this is our structure, right? You got your taping, then your problem examination, and then your problem solving.、Mm-hmm. At this episode's taping, you've got a school, like an entire class of students, but they're they're all quite、um, raggedy. They they've all got clearly secondhand uniforms on. They're they're happy and they're chipper, but they're There's something sort of looming over them, and、so、the teachers. So maybe it's lo- maybe it's like a disadvantaged area in which the school、yes. is located. Yes, it's a disadvantaged school in、mm-hmm. particular. Teachers, again, they're they're doing their best, but Offsted is coming. Falafel Biscuit learns from one of the teachers, perhaps that like, oh, the kids, the kids are happy, and they they look forward to school every day. They look forward to playing with us, learning with us.、Um, it's just that we have to make do with what we. With what we've got, and the building is not in a great shape, and we've got Ofsted coming, and we've spent as much as we can fixing it up, but it's not enough, and we're afraid that will be closed down. That's how you make Ofsted the enemy. That's how you do it.、Okay. I'm in. So, what does Falafel Biscuit do? A、uh, Falafel Biscuit. Well, I haven't got that far. Well, we kind of... we fall into this trap every week of developing the ensemble and then forgetting about our hero, which is not the point of this podcast. No, it isn't. We create random heroes from random prompts, not random supporting characters yeah, to、exactly. a random hero. Falafel Biscuit goes to this school. He sort of cartwheels on in, honking their bright red nose. What? Right, I got it. Falafel Biscuit obscurates the inspection by just distracting Ofsted in a hilarious sort of, you know, these TV arcs where you gotta distract the、uh, the very important people. So they don't see all the bullshit happening in the background.、Mm-hmm. It's one of those episodes. Okay.、Uh, he、uh, uses various clown antics and various distracting techniques, 
classic like hundreds of balloons like pour i imagine this character is a clown for some reason there's is a that... room full of balloons so that you can't the... see the walls yeah. exactly let me show you a magic trick oh my god there's rabbits just shooting out of this magic hat so right into your clown. face I, I i can't imagine this character any other way i, I guess, was just imagining moment. a normal tv chef but i guess you've gone to clown with, now. with, with, a, with a falafel nose with a falafel nose and when you squeeze it it kind of gets all greasy and it does oh, squeak, gross. mind you. It it just gets a little bit gross. No, wait, that's fine, because they're all about being gross. They are. Exactly. They use gross, clowny antics to distract Ofsted, perhaps to the point where they get really awkward and, of course, they're stuffy and no fun. And so they kind of leave the, the building. And they're like, that, that'll be quite enough, thank you. They didn't get to, to the particularly bad areas. You know, the parts where there's mm. upturned nails in the classroom floors or shattered windows, localized fires in teachers' desks. They didn't get to see all that junk. They just saw this stupid clown. They couldn't stand the sight of this clown, the smell of this clown, and they just left. The end. Boom. Eisner Award winner right there. <laughs> okay. So does, what do you think? Does, does this hero have any powers? They have the power to entertain, dazzle, and... So no. <laughs> no okay, cool, no. Not- their superpower is charm. All right. Okay. No, no, that, that wasn't actually a superpower. I was saying that was like, oh, oh. their superpower is charisma. Maybe I'm being stupid. Maybe I'm I'm being um, an idiot here and in, in asking about that a lot. Like, maybe a hero doesn't need to have a superpower. They don't. But I feel like we can sort of, hmm, see. I'm just, cho- I'm having trouble wrapping my head around how the world would look at this person and go, oh, they're a hero. They, they don't seem like a hero at the moment. It's, they it's seem... an unsung hero? Yeah. Hmm. I get what you're saying, Jade. I think helping out disprivileged kids does help with that, but we need to crank it up to a, a new level. Do you think maybe they'd become like a legend among school kids? Hmm. Ooh, okay. Fuck, this, this is my fucking episode today. Th- this, okay. this seems quite like Pennywise the Clown. Imagine a good Pennywise. A good Pennywise. Okay. Right. This clown, or this uh, children's TV entertainer. Not not a chef anymore. Well, I think they'd be like a chef-based clown. If they got a fucking falafel nose, that's how we got to play it. Okay. Right. You save all these kids when they're like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine. When they grow up, they're going to be talking to one another. They're going to be in like high school university later in life and they're going to be talking like hey did you ever watch um falafel biscuit it's like yeah i was at that taping once what what happened that's how they become legend that's how they gain a uh, notoriety and fame it's a little bit of a, a sleeper but eventually it's like one of those fucking facebook posts where they're like hey remember this guy well here they are now and oh yeah when everyone brings up like oh hey remember mr motivator and everyone's like fuck yeah yeah i did all the dancing and all that nonsense and imagine mr motivator but he saved a school from closing back in the day like oh yeah i was at the taping they brought in our principal and no one really knew why at first because our principal doesn't really like to be involved with anything turns out uh he'd been what what he'd been doing Crime, quick. Em- embezzling funds. Embezzling funds, that's a good one to go for. Um, He was embezzling funds. But it's fine, because Falafel, I mean, I guess they knew he was allergic to peanuts, but uh, <laughs> his head blew up to, like, the size of a balloon, and it was hilarious. Yes! Yes. 
Can he didn't he die. Okay. He didn't die. <laughs> can we try and have Falafel Biscuits have their power kind of be clown-based magic? Yes. Okay. So it's like, obviously, they're going to have to try and get all of these crazy rooms. Unless he's got, like, prep time like Batman. How is he going to get all these balloons in this room? Okay, I like that. I like that. Clown-based superpowers. So, prank-based superpowers. Yeah. They just seem to like to do food-based pranks. A, a, a okay. constant array of, like, custard or cream pies, whatever they Yes. Mm. I'm thinking, like, thinking back to your Ofsted scenario, like, a bucket of water on the door, and then <laughs> when it spills on the person, they take a step away to dry off. The, the room warps into another one. Or, like... Uh, falafel biscuit spins them around and just puts them in front of another classroom. Yeah, yeah, that's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got another idea. Go on. Let's let's put this in a period. Okay, go. Um, what? You remember that kids' TV show Chris Tarrant was on? That was too late for us, but everyone seems to remember very fondly. Chris Tarrant? Are you sure you mean Chris Tarrant? Tiz was. I think it was called. What? Yeah. Was I too young what? for this? Tiz was is not as much of a legend as uh, falafel biscuits. Apparently, it. I, I remember my mum and my dad talking about it all the time. But 80s children's TV show, if you set it in the, the 80s, it gives you enough time that the children saved will be sort of a little bit older than us. And therefore, maybe one of the framing devices we can use for this comic is adults talking about their childhoods and remembering very specifically falafel biscuit be i like, love that that's such a great idea because it's still telling the story from the perspective of kids but the writing like the dialogue or narration is coming from an adult yeah that's cool and of course imagine every adult having sort of a different recollection of things as well mm. maybe one of the hey we're talking about what falafel biscuit superpower is maybe all the kids can't quite agree and every issue that he kind of <laughs> has a different set and a different, slightly different look, like someone noticed the falafel nose, someone paid attention to the bright hair or something. Mm, mm. Different patterns of clothes, but that's that's okay. less of an issue, I guess. Can, can falafel biscuits be immortal? I mean, mm. I mean... If we were to do, like, let's try and set this out as like a comic in some kind of way. Let's mm-hmm. have it as like a six issues going across mm-hmm. six decades. But then you lose the kind of 80s flashback setup. Yeah, but then they can go to the 90s and go to, like, Biker Grove or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is a rich British history television that we can explore, potentially. Would you not go to that uh, CITV rather than, like... Well, like, SMTV Live. That's the one I was thinking of. Or uh, yes. Live and Kicking. Yeah. I mean, oh, they could Jesus. be, like, one of those... <laughs> the flashbacks. They could just be one of those TV personalities that have... That have been doing it forever. I was gonna say, like, aren't TV personalities kind of immortal anyway? Ah, and then you can have like yeah. a really sad recent episode, like maybe set like Rip SMTV, like right when digital TV kind of killed off specific children's television. Um, you can set an issue right then with a falafel biscuit becoming irrelevant. But the thing is, it's like, oh no, the reader will be turning the pages like, oh no, no. No, I don't want to see him be sad, but Falafel Biscuit isn't sad. Falafel Biscuit has had like 30 years in the business. He's done He's done good. He's may, oh, hmm, maybe uh, issue six of this perspective comic starts not with a, a recollection or a kid coming to Falafel Biscuit with a problem. It starts with an adult coming to Falafel Biscuit and saying, hey, you helped me when I was a kid. Holy crap, you're a hero. Thank you. And that's when Falafel Biscuit realizes 
that their job is done. That's a no. Perhaps, That's a hard no. No, 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 no. I'm not saying no. I'm saying perhaps it's just a slightly sad realization. Like, I mean, there's a bit. You n- can't do it forever. No, I know. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, um, rather than, oh, um, my job is done. Could it not be more of a, I'm not needed anymore? Yeah, maybe. So maybe like, that's a little bit better. Yeah. Can, so like, can um, uh, fluffle biscuits? Sorry, can fluffle biscuits wipe a tear with an ongoing like chain of handkerchiefs? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but I was gonna like... say the realization comes when. Like, this adult can definitely come up and be like, oh, you, you helped me out, you're a hero, blah, blah, blah. They have a kid, and their kid's fine, and their kid's friends are fine, and, you know, Falafel has not seen as many issues with kids in this idealistic set, set up <laughs> yeah. of a far-off future in the grand old year of fucking The never. year is 2525. But- <laughs> Cars are flying, and a lone <laughs> clown sits in an armchair. A lone clown sits in a tiny car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Man, I I didn't think this character would be as compelling as it turned out to be. It feels like you've saved it, because I, I had nothing. Hmm. It's just me trying to... I don't know what it is. I don't like... I, 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 I'm not special in this, but I just don't like the idea of kids... I like the idea of kids having a hero. You know? <laughs> just the pause there. Can we just cut it there? I don't like the idea of kids. I don't like the idea of kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just wondering, is this your origin episode for you becoming Falafel Biscuit? <laughs> uh, we're not going to be able to record an episode next week. Oh, sorry. Dean's busy stopping the evil Ofsted inspectors. <laughs> Wink! They're trying to close down the, the local village's playground. Help uh-huh. us, Falafel Biscuit. <laughs> Wait, I hear someone coming. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just like childish and optimistic and selfless and those are the traits of a superhero. Yeah. Shall we do our best and attempt to recap this shit because <laughs> I feel like it kind of if it was like like a graph, we'd get the name, it flatline and then we mention children. And it'd bump a little bit. And then we mention TV, child's entertainer, and it'd just fucking shoot up to the stratosphere. <laughs> Jade. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Falafel Biscuit. Okay, so Falafel Biscuit used to be a teacher and wasn't comfortable with who they were at the time, wasn't comfortable with uh, the government controlling students, being less about education and the well-being and more about grades and points and Ofsted. Stats, um, all that shit. So, Falafel Biscuit leaves and isn't known as Falafel Biscuit at this time. We don't know their name back then. But They're just Falafel some Biscuit, mysterious stranger. Yeah, it's Falafel Pam. Biscuit. It's, 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 oh God! It's Pam, of course it is. It's Final Pam. <laughs> no, Pam Final. That that was their Pam name back final. then. Pam Pam Finale. <laughs> that name is not important because years later they've become who they want to be. They are this TV. Clown entertainer personality who has become known as Falafel Biscuit because of that that one infamous gross food episode that they did. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Josh, tell us about the children that Falafel Biscuit saves. It all kind of stems into issues that kids kind of find themselves in but with no way of helping themselves, I guess. Yes, perfect. Um, so, for example, our case study we've used is 
when an offsetting inspector comes into a um, disadvantaged school, whilst all the kids and everyone are really happy with how it's going, the school's in disrepair. So uh, Falafel Biscuits decides the best way to trick, I guess, the uh, Austin Inspector is through the art of distraction and using their mystical clown magic powers, <laughs> uh, which I'm sure what, it happened when they were sh- struck by lightning whilst juggling, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Bitten by a radioactive big top. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, like balloons in filling up entire rooms, uh, buckets of water on the head. Uh, banana peels, I imagine, in some form. Dude, yes. Pies. Just anything, Cream pies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything clown-based to be able to save the day and eventually just kind of push off the uh, offstage inspector. Yes. Yes. They're all about saving the kids, helping them out, and eventually it comes to a point where they're introduced to the next generation of kids who have um, come from the children that they've saved and falafel biscuit knows to call it a day there because children will never be harmed ever again and they'll never ever be in any danger or emotional distress ever again because they've solved biscuits all problems all everywhere this is way too idyllic a future ending i I can't believe that falafel biscuits gained world peace through uh (laughs) juggling pranks i just can't believe it clowning shenanigans oh and um the story is told through recollections of the children that he once uh, oh, saved yes. over mm-hmm. various decades and i think that'll be it that'll do us won't it we, we saved it yeah we took the name Oof. falafel bath biscuits we kind of got rid of the obvious well don't um, forget we first took the name the final pam so thank you final... for your review the final yes. pam yes thank you so much like what a hero you've essentially created for us. Yeah, the one that finally saved the world and created world peace. None of our other heroes did that. Well, it must have been a different multiverse. Cause, I mean, obviously, we all know that Travel Express works in a post-apocalyptic world. I was going to say, yeah, Travel Express came the closest when they sort of helped to fix a post-apocalyptic world. But no, this is this is the only hero we've had so far who's achieved Fluffle world Biscuits peace. Biscuits stopped it before it could happen. Yeah. I can't believe it. Thank you so much for listening to us create a weird TV clown, super, almost godlike entity. I'm going to tell you about a few favors like I do every week. If you could leave us an iTunes review, uh, we might use your name that you leave on your review to base a hero of. So you can leave us an iTunes review and you totally should. Let's be honest. You can just give us a star uh, rating on there as well. That also helps a whole bunch. You can also get in touch with us at bbr underscore podcast on twitter where we post various links to comics we're always up for a discussion as well about our heroes any ideas you might have we're more than happy to incorporate them if you just want to talk about a comic you read then we're, we're down for that too jade makes them all day she she has that all built up yep and go. i take time out of my really lengthy comic making days to draw each hero every week as well Every Friday. I'm really looking forward to seeing Falafel Biscuits. I'm not. This is going to be really hard. (laughs) I'm just going to draw him using his mystical prank powers. Yes, please. So look forward to that on Fridays at BBR underscore podcast. Uh, Lastly, just tell a buddy about us. Word of mouth still works in this day and age. If you know any comic loving friends, any superhero loving friends, uh, anyone who likes creativity or just clowns. Yeah, Yeah, anyone that likes clowns. Anyone who likes clowns, tell them about us and we can all share in a lovely, nice, superhero, idealistic community where all the children are saved. And world peace is achieved. 
I can't believe it. You have been bitten by a radioactive podcast. I'm Dee McKnight. I'm Jade Sarson. And I'm Josh Randall. See you later, guys. Thanks a lot. God bless you, Fluffle Biscuit. <laughs> and thank you to the children. In recognition of us getting to our 10th episode, I'm going to record some extra special credits. Uh, so first off, thanks for listening to Bitten by Radioactive podcast. The podcast is hosted by Dean McKnight, Jade Sarson, and Josh Randall. It is edited by Dean, and then I swoop in at the end to record some of these cool credits. Don't forget you can get in contact with us on our Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. And you can also become a hero when you leave us a cool iTunes review. And now, last but not least, we've got an ad for a podcast we've all been enjoying recently. Because that's right, we've got 10 episodes. We can start plugging podcasts now. Uh, we've been listening to uh, Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This? And I've been listening to a few episodes on my way to work. And it is super funny, pretty surreal. Um, it's all about trying to get Emma Stone to listen to a podcast. Uh, we've been really enjoying it here at Bitten by Radioactive Podcast. Um, so here is an ad to try and persuade you guys to have a listen. It all began with a challenge. Can we get Emma Stone to listen to this? I am TV's Kevin Lanigan, the issuer and pursuer of that challenge. And I will be here each and every week with one goal and one goal only. Can we get Emma Stone to listen to this? I know what you're thinking. No, it's not a sex thing. It's a challenge thing. Did the Mighty Ducks raise themselves up from a ragtag group of ragamuffins to the preeminent hockey team in their division because they wanted to fuck the puck? Nay, they did it for the love of the game. That is what we are doing here. I will be here every week with a cadre of the brightest minds that I can find. All right, as you draw your iPhone, I need you to roll initiative. No! Fuck! <laughs> 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 like I gotta fight Emma Stone, oh no! As you reach into your pocket to pull out your iPhone, she stands up and her form begins to shift into that of an ancient red dragon. What the fuck? Well, Emma Stone wasn't in the monster manual, but dragons were. <laughs> I had to improvise. The beautiful, flowery language really helped that that ham sandwich Whoa. lift off of the screen and into her synapses, where she was like, you know what, I need lunch. Well, and French is such a romantic language, you know, so I, I think that you really kind of made that ham sandwich seem pretty irresistible to her. The problem with this email is that it's too good. You need to tell the world how this movie, like, wasn't just half good, it was all good. It was one big old pie of good. The ghosts of girlfriends past. Oh, eat my ass, Justin Germeroth. All united under a common goal. Can we get Emma Stone to listen to this? Send your questions, comments, and concerns to canwegetthispod at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at 
that same name. We keep things simple because this challenge is hard. A new podcast adventure from Talkback Podcasts coming July 11th, 2017.